Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning on this beautiful March 22nd, 2021. Monday morning. And you're listening to Marcus Griffin. This is, and this is Confessions from an Addict. That's right. Got about four months sober, cocaine free. And man, oh man. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I'm going to get right into it. Last week I had an episode. When them bad, like it's it sickens me and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing at this point in my life to still have like them arguments, fights with your own mother, you know. And I, I don't know if it's more embarrassing that I have these fights and then I, I have to vent or share with somebody, you know. It was bad. I'm gonna tell you how it started. It it like. For me, my main goal is to change and break all the cycles that my, so that my daughter, I don't want to say has to live through or face, like, because in some, some ways, we all subconsciously get programmed. And so I'm trying to, I guess, edit the programming trying to be more calmer, trying to be more peaceful, and then at the same time trying to establish and instill in my child some values, something that could stay with her for the rest of her life, something that is beneficial, something that is productive. And for me, what better way than to be disciplined than to, you know, sign her up for karate? So I called around a couple places. Now, some don't take them as young as six, but there was a, pl- is, is a place uh, down the street from me that does Taekwondo, and they will take your child as young as six. And so already my, my daughter, anything daddy want to do, she's apprehensive, which, I, I mean, can't blame her. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't be mad at that. Because, you know, daddy might take her out to Lakewood, hang with friends. Daddy might go here, there. I don't know. Whatever adventures we going to be on, we going to be on. And a lot of times she don't want to go on those adventures with me. So it's the same with this Taekwondo. She doesn't want to do it. You know, kind of putting up the excuses. It's too loud, you know, because the master is, you know, yelling off commands. And as he's yelling off these commands, the students... Are to repeat these commands and whatnot. But so last week, kind of getting this involved in this discussion with my mother as far as whether you should force your child into an activity they don't want to do. And it started with her as I'm eating. I say as I'm eating because it's like this ain't probably a good time to have a serious conversation, you know. And for me, a lot of the problems that I face with interacting with people is oftentimes I can take take into consideration who's saying something, when it's being said, why it's being said, and, you know, what's the point of it all? Try to come from, try to see things from their viewpoint. And the thing that frustrates me is no one in my life Ah, maybe that's vague and a bold statement, but from what I feel, from what I've encountered, like, and I don't even know if it's their job, but no one protects me from me. 
Meaning that you got to know this isn't going to go nowhere with me. Like, if I'm set on doing this, I'm going to do it. And I don't really care what you have to say about it. And I've been one. I don't care if you think it's wrong. I don't care if it ends up being wrong. I'm very much into trial and error. And so it began with, well, I, you know, with my mom saying, like, you know, I've read on experts and they say you shouldn't force your child in activities. And I'm like, I can respect the experts' opinions. I don't know who these experts are, but I can respect their opinion. But this isn't this to me is not necessarily an activity. It's more so for me, a lifestyle. In life, you need to listen. In life, you need to have discipline. In life, you will be doing things that you don't want to do. But if it improves your situation and improves your person, you just must do it, you know? Thus, quitting coke, like you just must do it because you hate the feeling of the come down or you, you destroy people's viewpoints of you or, or what have you. Like you just got to do it, things you don't want to do. Now, I know that sounds, maybe that sounds crazy in comparison, but a job, anything you're working, like it's discipline to get up every day and go to work. It's dedication. It's commitment. And so, you know, I'm just trying to instill in ways. And, and, and also, my little girl, because I play fight with her, she likes to throw punches. She likes to kick and do these type of things. And as cold as it is, I'm like, cool, we're going to direct that energy and see. Because it's going to teach one thing. Like, people don't like saying this because it, it may, people may not like hearing it. A lot of times you got to get hit in the fucking mouth. And I don't mean just physically. I mean, in just metaphorically, uh, literally, like life will hit you in the mouth. And if you ain't ready for it, it's going to hurt more than it should. That slap might feel like somebody threw a brick at you because you've never been tested. You've never been hit, you know, and of course. I'm just saying as kids, they don't know their own strength. They're just hitting, thinking we playing. And it's not like I'm going to hit my daughter back to see how it feels. But a peer might. And I'm not saying I want my daughter to get her ass whooped. I hope she kick ass. And I'm not saying it's all about fighting. See, I'm not a, like, I'm not, I don't, I want the self-defense. Definitely. I want my daughter, and that's nothing. I want my daughter to be able to defend herself. And if I can condition her now, then it can stick with her for the rest of life. And so with her saying, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. She knows who she's playing on. She's playing on her mother. As I get a call from her saying, yeah, Elle's not really interested in, in, in Taekwondo. Okay. Still going to do it. I still want her to try it. See, my ultimate goal is... Like I, I've said on this podcast once before, I'm not a parent that thinks my child can do everything. I'm a parent that says I want my child to try everything and find the one thing she's good at. Something you may not like be the, might be the one thing you're great at. Something you might love to do might be something you suck at, you know? So just we get into this discussion and it's, the, the mess up thing, the one thing I regret is not even regret. The one thing that is tough for me on this journey is 
the test is to show if you've really changed. And with the relationship with my mother and I, it's a big test. It's, it's the final exam every day. Because I'm, for the most part, have, have maintained some peace and calmness where I'm not that same guy that flies off the handle on everyone. You know, unfortunately, it's just the time has come where I got to go. Time has come where I got to be more independent. And it's just embarrassing to say because it's like you not I'm not realizing this at 38. I've always realized I, you know, our time has come when I was 20, 21, 22. You know, it's just. Unfortunately, I lived life where I lived it every day. Just kind of winging it. You know, it's like, oh, I'll find a way to get out. Then it's I'm seeing this woman. Then it's like I'm driving from L.A. to Morovia. And so it's like that drive is long. But I see this woman. She likes me. She got to, you know, not saying that I aimed at it for the own spot, but I did put it out in the universe. I was like, man, I need to find a woman that lives out here so I don't have to make this commute. It's cold blood as it sounds. You know, um, that's what happened. And so you're still not even finding your own independence. So for the longest time, I never really found my independence because I was either like getting coddled, getting bailouts, getting saved. You know, is this guy? I'm like, I'm not holding. You can save me. I'm not whole. <laughs> and. So, you know, all my past kind of, it's always going to be there, especially with my mother. If I blow up, it's, you know, yeah, I got a drug addict son and just, it was just a nasty argument. And unfortunately, like my uncle was there to witness it and I just can't stand the treatment. That's what's funny. As foul as I am, I'm, I try to be morally right. I try to stick up for people that can't stick up for themselves. Maybe it's not my place. But when I see something that's just nasty, ugly, I'm, I'm going to speak up on it. And what's crazy is, and it's probably wild coming from me, especially when it's ugliness in the treatment of people. You know, last week I said I exposed and put out some stuff about my mother. Like, hey, you know, she's upset at me. But I understand the, the really thing of that angers me. That angers her about me is the guilt that she has to come that she has to hold on to, in my opinion, in the way she raised me in the way I'm turning out or did turn out. It's guilt. But unfortunately, when you're in the mix of a fight, you can't see it until the words gets put out there. And unfortunately, when you fighting back and forth with, you know, someone that you have a relationship with. If you don't learn how to fight. If you don't know how to fight, then it's a real massacre. Somebody would be like, well, that's what fighting's all about. See, nah. If you don't have a common ground of why you're fighting, that, I think that's the most disturbing point when it comes to communication and when it comes to disagreements. When you don't come to a conclusion or a resolve and you're just fighting to be fighting. That's just pure ignorance. It's like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to do? But in the midst of that fight, and the good thing about it is you get to, if you're getting all your stuff out there, you, you, get this, you get some more insight. And the fight got bad, and it was, yeah, I got a drug addict son who, who just, you know, it's just everything disgusting. Followed by, don't come to my funeral. I mean, it was funny. It's funny, man. 
as a mixed person, it is interesting arguing with white people. <laughs> I know it sounds fucked up, but my mom goes to zero to 100 just like me. And that's why I'm like, yo, emotionally, I'm like you. Sad to say, being raised by a woman, you, you, you fucking be emotional, sensitive like him, I guess. I don't know. And I guess that's one of the things where I had to stand up for my uncle because I'm like, you see this, like, like that this discussion happened to where it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, brother, it, my son involved you in this. And I was like, well, you had this conversation right in front of him. And I can't stand when people will, like, deflect, like, yo, I am not, when they don't hold themselves accountable, that's just ugly. Like, really? You started this conversation. I just told you in a rude way, fuck you and them experts. And this goes for everybody. Like, if you let somebody take care of you long enough, they feel like they own you and they feel like you're incapable. That's my fault. They feel like they run the shit. And when I've been in the living situation I'm in, you know, I've let my mother raise my kid in a sense. Even though I've been present, I got to be honest, I let her raise my child. And so then it feels like, well, that's my child. And it's not. I'm an asshole for that. I wouldn't give a fuck if I didn't show up 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, a month, two months, three months, four months. In the day when I come home, that's still my, my kid. She better listen to me, my ideals, and that's just what it is. She, she needs to understand I have her best interest at heart. I see things that others can't see. I will proudly stand on that. I'm one of them motherfuckers. I am a visionary. I see shit motherfuckers can't see. And I make the shit happen a healthy me, a focused me, and this goes for anybody. I'm not saying that we we are all great, focused, determination, discipline. Like no one can stop a vision from coming true. And so I'm one when I see a plan, when I see a format, when I see a structure that I want to uh, portray or to use, what have you. Like nah, that's this going to get worked and it will be worked. It, it'll work out in the end. And what frustrates me to, about, and I tell, I tell people, like, life is a movie, yo. It really is. Meaning that it will tell you all that you need to know. Plot line, uh, climax, conclusion. Like, it, it, life is really a movie. And if you watch and let it play out, you know, a lot of times you may not be disappointed. And if you are disappointed in how the results came about, it was going to come about that way anyway. That's the one thing I'm understanding. Like, everything is supposed to happen the way it's going to happen anyway. Yes, people make things happen with their work ethic. They, they make a dream come true. But, yeah, you follow it. It was going to happen. You don't do it. That's what's going to happen, you know? And so I'm like, no, I'm going to get her in this class. And I pretty much wanted to... See, my problem is I love saying fuck you. Fucker told you so. I'm not a I told you so. It's fuck you. Because I don't have to tell you so. I told you so when I first fucking said it. I still put that shit out there like, yo, this podcast, this life of mine, it's, it's going to have a happy ending. I just want a whole roundabout way to get there. You know, I 
had a conversation with my father once and I discredited, you know, I'm a very disrespectful individual and I'm working on that to change that. And, you know, he just pretty much was preaching to me about the things to stay away from, things to do. And I held that resentment where it's like, well, you did all you want to do. You did all that, what you want to do and sacrifice me in the process. And I, I didn't take the message away from it saying like, yeah, I lived it. So you won't like I'm telling you. And that's why when you understand parenting, it's like. Or to me, that part of parenting, like, yes, we do not want our kids to repeat the the life we lived a lot of times, depending on how you live in it, you know, of course, you want to be better. So I'm just saying, if you're an educator, if you maybe you professional, what have you. Like, yeah, you might you might be doing well, but you still don't you still realize what it took to get there. You still don't want your child to have to go through it. But I'm more so like, hey, you're going unfortunately, you're going to go through it, but I'm going to give you the tools and the strengths to it ain't going to phase you. That's what I've come to understand about life. Like, no, you're going to go through it because this is a cycle. And it was beautiful because I realized just how connected I am to my daughter and just how intelligent it she is and witty. And that's where I can't say because of my credibility that has been shot as a cocaine user, as a user of all things in general. Um, I know what's best. That's why I'm going to tell you, like, as I say, open them up more on this confession from an addict. You addicts out there. When hopefully this message reaches you one day, like you are your journey, but no one walks it but you. Meaning that, yes, you are everything that you are in your past and you are your destruction. You are your pain. You are your hurt. You are all these things that you have caused individuals. And so either they going to heal on their own time. Because see, being as an addict we, and we want that instant gratification immediately, that's not that's the one thing I'm learning. That ain't an, it's not an immediate process. So if you're listening, if you're listening to any, any if you could send this message out to addicts, yo, that process stays with you. If you're still in that getting high phase, the longer you, you still in that high phase, the longer it's going to take for you to redeem yourself. And the redemption is not in day two of your sobriety. The redemption is not in day four of your sobriety. The redemption is not in month five of your sobriety. The redemption is unfortunately for life. And when you get that in your head, there's an understanding of the other side. And unfortunately, I've closed off that. At least I did last week. You know, I discredit the hurt that I've caused. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, this pain that you feel. Because I feel a lot of times, like when you see toxic individuals, they get off, they do get off on the pain that they hold. It's they rite of passages. It's like they showed it that, that, you know, they love their struggles so much they hold on to it to say that I've had a miserable life or I've had a miserable go at it. Or, you know, you, you get phrases like no one looks out for me and da, 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 da. 
You know, when will I get a break? You never see it because there's so much pain in the way, so much anger in the way. And see, my pain is hurt. Because I'm not going to cry to you and be like, hey, yo, no, I'm trying to be a good dad. This is a good thing. Let me be a father. No, I don't. I don't. As sensitive as I am, I'm going to come harder with it and be like, what the fuck do you know? And like I spilled the beans last week of my mom dating a drug dealer, had him living with us. And it's unfortunate that that's the battle we're facing. Oh, you have a drug addiction. Yeah, you got a fucked up dating niggas addiction. Who the fuck are you? And before things go off the rails, it's dope. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm blessed that it isn't all bad. I'm blessed that I have the people that reason with me like, that's still your mother. There's still an air of respect. And see, I'm just about dealing with truths. And I'm like, the honest thing about it is I fake this. I have respect for myself. With my, no, I'm too proud for that or I'm too good for this or, you know, it's all fake shit. Because it's like, you just, I disrespect myself. So when you look at, and this is hopefully to help anybody that's a family member struggling with an addict, it's not you. It's not you they don't love. It's not you they don't have respect for. It's themselves. And see, if you could understand that and I plead with you, maybe it ain't your, maybe you feel it's not your duty. Maybe you feel like it's not your issue. But if you want a relationship with the person that's suffering, you gotta, you have to find a way to make them re- have something in themselves they believe in. Have something in themselves that, that shows that, hey, yo, you should love yourself because this is how much love I have. But see, what we do with suffering is we look at the person that they think we think is the culprit and we want to make them suffer more to get rid of our suffering. As if that person, trust, an addict, as good as it feels to get high, we know what comes we know our cycle. You know what I'm saying? That shit's like a, having a period. It really is. You know, you feel it coming on the sickness and you're like, oh, I feel, I feel anxious. I feel agitated. I feel irritated. Oh, I need to go get my fix. And you, it ain't a pad. It's just a, a baggie. You stick that in your nose. Ain't it crazy? You sticking something in your nose or in your mouth. Or in your vein, just to mask it. And then that high lasts for two days. Then you're irritable as fuck. Afterwards, like cramps, you know what I mean? You got cramps and you're irritable. But we got that shit every week. Don't make us bitches. I don't want to put it out there. And don't no disrespect to women calling it bitches. But I'm just saying... We get that because, oh, you're so weak. And it's like, am I so weak or the pain just that fucking strong? See, we're hi- I think a lot of times we highlight the wrong things as individuals. Because if we highlight the real issues, you'll find yourself in those issues. 
And people do not want to be a part of your pain. They don't want to feel like they contributed because it's people that care about you. And this is me talking to the addict because you have to take from, in my experience, you got to take into consideration who the person is that's telling you, that's giving you their pain. You got to take in that consideration. They trying to transfer it. And you got to do your best to shut the fuck up and let them transfer it because you know they right. Now, this was an issue she's not right about, but she's right about. Oh, now you want to be involved? Oh, you're going to force her? Now you want to show this or show that? Not, and this is not to say I'm not involved in my daughter's life, but a lot of times, like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember buying, like, I bought my daughter a skirt about a month ago. Like, I don't do the real involved process, buying clothes. You know, I'm more about what she really needs. And so sometimes in the uh, communication process, you're like, I don't know how to communicate to you that I don't, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. And I don't give a fuck if I wasn't there yesterday, but I'm here today. Give a fuck if I bought a piece of article of clothing. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I give a fuck about a bond. That's what I'm developing. That's who the fuck I am. I'm about relationships. I'm about developing that bond relationship with my daughter. Because no matter what, guess what? My daughter don't know how many clothes I bought her. My, she ain't counting that. My daughter ain't caring about how many trips I take her on. She ain't counting that. It's just about the bond. And so I become a real asshole because you think of whatever you think I won't let you disrupt my plan I come an asshole because I don't give a fuck who you are when it comes to my child I ain't just letting you disrupt my plan you know cause I know it's a full assessment of me alright what do I what, what my issues with my faults at okay discipline yeah I don't listen I don't take instruction well. Okay, all right. These are a couple of traits. I, all right, let me see. Because you know what? It's gonna, if I don't do these things, my daughter going to have them similar traits. All right, come on. Let me, how do, all right, let's do this. I'm very intense when it comes to my child because I know how serious it is with my own upbringing that, um, you know, little cycles to break. I know how serious that programming is. Hell, I'm affecting her now. I mean, not to say she don't respect her noni, but she knows she can run over a noni. And that's where that situation has gotten to because living there, it's like, well, I could be this way around my father because I know my noni will step in. And I try to teach her that's going to hinder you more than help you. And if I let my child just go ahead and say what she is and isn't interested in, who knows? She might not be interested in shit because I ain't forced her to be interested in anything. But I'm like, nah, I'm a visionary. Watch when she get in there. She gonna get involved. Then when she see what she can do, she gonna have the confidence. She gonna have the, the wherewithal, what, you know, cause her argument was it's loud. Yeah, when you in there, it ain't going to be that loud. 
when you screaming in unison with your students, with your partners, teammates, whatever the case may be, you 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 won't hear that. You won't hear loudness. You'll hear unity. That's what you'll hear. And you'll want to be part of that unison, that part of that yell, part of that energy. And so, yeah, that conversation went way left. Way left. I mean, to where she like don't show up at my funeral and I said some foul shit like, man, I'll piss on your grave. That's the unfortunate thing with Griff to where and it sounds like I probably got bipolar issues. I probably got I got the alter ego, maybe some dissociative disorder or something like that. But, yeah, that's one thing with me. You'll never hurt me as much as I as you'll never hurt me as much as you think. Or as much as I'll hurt you. Because unfortunately with Griff, I pick people that really love themselves. And I pick people that really, because I want that energy. Every day I'm like, hey, yo, how, how you be happy, yo? That's me. I'm like, how is that person so happy and confident in themselves? How, how can I get to love myself the way you do? You know, there's a woman, uh, her name's comedian Miss Arkansas. And she like... In, in some words, annoyingly praises herself every day. And she's a recovering addict as well. She puts her story out there. I think she got like five years. I was following it. And I'm just, you see this vibrant smile. You know, worships God, God-fearing woman. But you just see, you know, it's amazing. Because I'm like, here you are in Miss Arkansas. She got an accent. And... I'm just like, wow, how the, because I've, I've, I've done in my, in my, with what, for who I am, for what I am, I'm not going to knock that I haven't, I've done some pretty amazing things to, in my opinion, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I don't love me because if I did, I would let them amazing things have a finish line, have an accomplishment to it. Next to it, you know? So that's what I'm saying. When you have all that pain just circulating in one area, you need to know the direction you want it to head in. If that pain ain't leading to a smile and a hug or even a cry and a hug, then you're just gonna, the pain just festers. And unfortunately, I'm dealing with a situation where we both let our pain fester so much. So much hurt there that it's just jabs back and forth on almost a daily basis. And I don't give a fuck. I will say it ain't for me. And unfortunately, I've been disrespectful to just really want to be like, hey, mom, if you shut the fuck up. We have a peaceful life. But then I can't say that. It's got to take the responsibility and accountability. Like, no, nah, if you get the fuck out, you won't have to hear what the fuck I be saying all the time. And that's the real message. We looking at each other with the same agenda, but we both, it's unfortunate, we both don't want to do what it takes. My actions say it hurt, and our actions say it. Because I'm like, hey, you, we grown, motherfucker, you can go ahead. Sorry to say my mom, motherfucker. Oh, that's what you sorry about? Have you told her to shut the fuck up? But it's one of those, hey, you want me out? 30 day this motherfucker. Like, make up a story, I don't know. 
It's as simple as get the fuck out. You can't live here no more. Just like it is simple for me to pay my bills, save my money so I can get the fuck out so I ain't got to live there no more. You know. So that was last week and I was in a motel room. I smoked some Northern Lights and that shit had me paranoid than a motherfucker. And it was a good paranoia in the sense of like, like I was in the room thinking like, yo, this is like, this is where I'm supposed to be to end up to get my, you know, my time. Because it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy the shit you get into that it's like, if it's not, it has to be part of your daily. I know I'm more calm, more centered on days I read the Bible. It's the tediousness of it, though, that maybe I don't like the tedious of like, no, nah, you got to keep this with you. You know, I think some of the Maddox, they go to meetings every day. Also, you get that serenity prayer. You feel good afterwards. You feel refreshed. So it's like every day I don't even understand the same work. It's, 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 it's healthy. It's healthy work. So that's how my last week was. And I tied it all in to say when you're that parent, like, nah, I know my child. And I tied it in to say, you know, I know my child. It was so deep. Um, I'm taking her home yesterday. And my mom taps on the window. He gave her a hug in the car and whatnot. Taps on the window. I roll it down. And she gets this very, it wasn't, it wasn't dramatic, but it was, it was a very, be careful. It was like if somebody was like, sent you on your journey, but it was like, be wary of the dark side, you know, or something like, like, do you know something that I know? And so I had a question mark look at my face like, all right, you know, I do this trip every Sunday, uh, but okay. And we're pulling off and my daughter says, why didn't Noni say be careful like that? I couldn't be more happier, man. That's just the goal right there. That's my child, man. Like, I know her. You know? We, it's, it's the bond is already established or being established or the personality that you see. It's like, cool, yeah. So I'm like, you gonna do this? You gonna do these classes? Daddy got your back. I need you to understand that daddy has your best interest at heart. And I need you to understand, baby girl, that what you see, they won't see, but you know, and that's all you need to know. Just to break it down, that's I see it there that who I who I am raising. To let me know, like, hey, you doing, you going about it the right way. She kicked me Sunday. I'm like, yeah, all that kicking shit cool. You need to learn when to kick. And you need to learn that kicks hurt. So you keep your damn hands and feet to yourself. Until it's time. And then you'll know that time because I've put you, started you on something. I've given you a foundation 